0: Food Heals podcast, episode 264.
1: Do you trust yourself? Do you trust that life has your back, the universe has your back? And I don't know what's going to happen. No matter what level we're at, we never know, right? And that's just trusting and having the courage and the faith to keep going.
2: The truth is, is that when you work for somebody else, there's always going to be a ceiling to that. There's only so high that you can get, so much money that you can make, so much success you can have. When you work for yourself and you're following your passion and building this career, brand, whatever you're working on, the sky's the limit.
3: You were given a gift of
0: passion, not to keep to yourself, but to share with the world. Yes. And you are doing the world a disservice when you hold that passion inside of you and it eats away at you and you think about it and you don't do it. You're doing the world a disservice. The world needs your gifts. That's why they were given to you.
4: As we're on that path of awakening, you're on a path to really discover and uncover who you truly are, what your highest purpose is, and what you're here to bring. What one step can you take today that will bring you closer to living that dream?
5: Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Hills Nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself.
1: Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, women have experienced a strong desire to change their status update from hashtag blessed to hashtag OMG even more blessed than yesterday, hashtag loving life. If you experience any of these symptoms, make sure to tweet to Kardashian immediately.
0: All right. Welcome Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today, we're talking about how to create influence, impact, and income by sharing your wellness journey. And we've got some pretty cool experts on the show today who are all doing this in their lives and want to help you do it too. We all have stories to share, and our stories can help heal others. Our stories can even be the key to unlocking someone else's prison. And if you have a passion and you want to make an impact doing what you love, this episode is for you. First, I'm talking with three vegan powerhouses, Whitney Lauritsen, Jason Robel, and Nicole Dersue on their wellness business journeys. Then Susie and I are discussing how to remove any blocks that may be holding you back from stepping fully into your mission and life's work with Heather Fanton. And finally, Alita McDaniel is on to chat about how to make your passion your paycheck. And I've been teasing it for the past few episodes, Food Heals Nation, but today, Spirit Junkie Masterclass is live, so you can join this life-changing course right now at spiritjunkynation.com. This is the course that has helped me manifest so much abundance in my life, and if you are feeling the call that it might be right for you, the time to act is now, because enrollment is only open until Thursday, June 20th, and then it won't be open again until June of 2020. So, if you've been thinking about, talking about, meditating on your life dream and big business vision, but you've been holding back or playing small, this class is for you. In Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital, Gabby Bernstein is going to teach you to clear the blocks that keep you from owning your purpose, build a successful business, or Bring these spiritual principles into your career by following her proven, practical, spiritually aligned action method. She'll teach you to strengthen your spiritual practice and experience a personal transformation with the spiritual deep dive. You will learn to become unapologetic about accepting your divine purpose and earning money for your great work. And Gabby is really gonna teach you to use your gifts to serve others in big and meaningful ways. So if you wanna write books, or create products, or design programs, She'll teach you how to do this and have people lining up and waiting to purchase for you and how to attract that perfect audience to you. You'll gain the confidence to actually do what you've been dreaming of, and she's got this great soulful marketing plan. We have used this many times on the Food Heals podcast to get more listeners attracted to our show, and this is Gabby's powerful method for marketing, publicity, and social media with authenticity, so no putting fake BS out there, really coming from an authentic place online. And of course, if you want to join Spirit Junkie Masterclass this year, I'm offering you nine incredible bonuses. All you have to do is go to spiritjunkienation.com. You can get more details on the bonuses, but I'll go through them quickly. These are the best bonuses I've ever offered. This is my third time partnering with Gabby to promote Spirit Junkie Masterclass, and I believe in it so much that I want to offer you lots of good stuff that kind of complements the course and complements your health and wellness journey. The first event is my Rise and Bloom Mastermind. It'll be a special two-hour online event with me and other wellnesspreneurs on how to create the life and business you've been dreaming of. So in an intimate group setting, we will dive into 21 plus strategies to create income online that you can start incorporating right away. Bonus number two, you're going to get access to Whitney Lauritsen and Jason Robel's brand new Wellness Warrior course, where you'll get the strategies you need to thrive. And I'm going to talk more about that later in the show. So stay tuned for that. The third bonus is plant-powered meal planning with chef Melissa G. Melissa is going to give you the support and resources you need to help set you up for success, have you feeling your best with her printable grocery list and weekly meal planning template. She's got her healthy pantry swaps guide and you'll get a 15 minute healthier living consultation where she will discuss your needs, your wants, your goals, and how you can get started on your journey to living and eating healthier and creating meal plans that you'll actually stick to. The fourth bonus is for all of you who know you have a book in you. You're getting a one on one, one hour, one hour people, coaching call with best selling author and founder of Copy That Pops, Laura Peterson. Laura is the go to gal for helping people write books, make it a bestseller on Amazon, and use it to earn more profits in your business by sharing your story. The fifth bonus is for all my podcasters and budding podcasters out there. It's my Podcast Greenlight course. It is a marketing and monetization success strategies digital class where I will teach you advanced marketing and monetization techniques to create passive income through podcasting. I'll teach you some unique marketing strategies to reach your target audience, and I'll teach you how to build relationships with your listeners to create diehard fans. Bonus number six is a video call with our friend Adam Shibley to map out your transformation battle plan. You remember Adam from multiple episodes of Food Heals. Adam lost 100 pounds and was so inspired by his own results that he has helped his hometown lose over 35,000 pounds, and he wants to help you on your health and wellness journey too to transform your health. So you'll get a 15-minute call with him. You're also going to get Susie's six powerful guided manifestation meditations. We're talking a lot on the show today about manifesting, manifesting what you want. And so Susie has some beautiful meditations where you can remove creative blocks and find divine inspiration, attract abundance in all areas of your life, release anxiety, and finally find peace just to name a few. Bonus number eight is you're gonna get six months access to the Food Heals VIP Club with never before heard podcast episodes on the topics of holistic health, spirituality, and business. These have never been released publicly. They are just for you. I don't know which one is the best one. They're all really good, but this is one of my favorites and people love getting these Lululemon bags. So bonus number nine is a Lululemon swag bag full of organic vegan health and beauty products mailed straight to your door. So if you're interested and want to learn more or you're ready to join, just head on over to spiritjunkynation.com. Next up, my interviews with Whitney, Jason, Nicole, Heather, and Alita.
4: The Food Heals Podcast starts now.
0: I want to open with one of my favorite quotes, and I have a lot of favorite quotes. This is just one of them about business, but it's by Marie Forleo, and she says, There has never been and will never be another you. You have a purpose, a very special gift that only you can bring to the world. No other person ever has or ever will have the unique blend of talents, strengths, and perspective that you have. And I think that's important whether you're trying to build a business around doing what you love or whether you're just trying to incorporate doing what you love into your life every day or just in order to thrive. And so I think that the more we recognize that we are unique, and there is no competition. And everyone that put that into your head when you were a kid or as a you know adult, that was BS, absolute garbage. We are all unique. And so what do we have to offer the world? And so discovering that is an adventure and it's fun and it's exciting. And then once you discover it, you can harness it to live your best life. And so that's what we're talking about today. So I just want to go around and ask everyone like, What is your business and how are you doing what you love in your life every day? We'll start with Whitney. She was one of my original mentors like two years ago. And I took her sponsorship strategy system. And she's taught me so much about like how to do what you love every day and create a business and an income around it. So
2: that is a huge part of my income is teaching other people how to do what they love in their life. So I have a whole brand called Creative Wealth. Which is the umbrella over which I have courses, uh, online community, training videos, and what else is in there? <laughs> There's a lot. There's a lot that I do under Creative Wealth, and the mission of it is to help people that are content creators or small business owners who are doing things in the wellness world to spread wellness, to help educate people about how to live healthier lives and. Harmony with the environment and everybody that lives on the planet. It's just a deep, deep passion of mine to educate people. So I do coaching. I do group coaching, one-on-one coaching. I have a, a online membership community where you can participate in group calls and forums and meet other people and get trainings. And I also have a course all about this. And uh, it's just like my pride and joy right now. But that actually stemmed out in my first business or my first like, big business, I should say, e- Eco Vegan Gal, which is all about content creation. So what I teach now is based on almost 10 years of experience with Eco Vegan Gal, creating content to help people learn about veganism, learn how to be more eco-friendly, take better care of themselves and the planet. And that is based in doing a lot of video content, social media content, a little bit of written content. And I found many different ways to monetize it. In fact, I just taught a course called 30 Ways to Make Money as a Content Creator. And it was so exciting for me because a lot of people don't realize how many different monetization methods there are out there. Mm -hmm. In fact, the course even went over 30 ways. I ended up talking about 37 different ways to make money because there's just so many different things that you can do online. So as Allison was saying, with YouTube now, you know, you can make videos about everything. (laughs) And what's really great about YouTube and other video platforms is that they can also be this incredible form of revenue for yourself. So you can really share your passion with the world and generate money from it. So instead of working a job that you hate and making income in a way that is just like getting by and, and you're kind of... Everything revolves around your career, is what I'm trying to say. I like to think about it the other way, where your career revolves around your life, so that your career is complementary to the things that you love, your deepest passions, and your purpose in this world. And it's really exciting to be on this podcast with everyone here because we're all doing that. Yeah. So it's just thrilling to see other people. Dedicating their whole lives to this and supporting themselves financially.
0: Nicole, tell us about your business and how you do what you love every day. So I'm a vegan chef. I host pop-ups, uh, YouTube person. The best
5: pop-ups in LA. Yeah, <laughs> they're fantastic. Agreed. Agreed. Thank Seriously. You. Um, yeah, and then I'm a, and a YouTube host personality. I make income a bunch of different ways because of that, but it's like all in that hub. Um, some acting too uh,
0: um, can we ruby a tuesday
2: yeah let's hear the rap please ruby tuesday. i
0: made i made her do it on another podcast so food heals nation might remember guys i might be getting rusty <laughs> one, one
5: verse just it's bigger it's better spinach cakes and feta you want some beets and cheddar or maybe kale instead <laughs> yeah,
1: <it is>. <laughs>
5: They're so, funny. So, so tell people amazing. what so that good. what that is if I they have no that. context oh yeah at the start of the year um, this restaurant chain Ruby Tuesdays was uh, promoting their healthy options, and they were launching a garden bar um, with all these like fresh vegetables and stuff. So I did the hip hop rap song for that ad
2: campaign. I'm sure you could speak to this too. Um, acting doesn't happen overnight for most people. So how long no. have you been been pursuing that? And how long yeah. does it take to nail a, com- a big commercial like that?
5: It takes a long time, guys. And like I was such a different. Person. Yeah. When I left Orange County to come to LA to be an actress, I told my best girlfriends that were all working at different cosmetic counters with me at the time. I was at the MAC counter. I had my best friend Katie at the Chanel counter. We had a friend that was, you know, working at Yves Saint Laurent. And I was like, you girls, I'll be back in a year. I'll call you. You come up to the rooftop. The helicopter's going to pick you up. We're going to go to the island. Like, I just (laughs) thought, like, I thought I was going to be like, wealthy af like in six (laughs) months uh and that kind of tenacity is amazing and I still hold on to that but I've learned the value of like really persevering and being persistent and going after a goal and not taking no for an answer and finding an alternate route it's been really a great journey but one thing that I've taken over from the acting world into this kind of food journey that I've been on is just really doubling down on your special sauce. Like that Mm -hmm. one thing about you that is so unique to you. The thing that you probably got made fun of for in junior high and Mm -hmm. high school. And like just owning it and people love you being true to you. And that has really attracted like a following is like just whatever you are, stick to it, double down on it, embrace it, all the flaws, everything, just embrace it. That is what makes you relatable. That's what makes you endearing. That's what makes people have a soft spot in your heart. Like if I tried to pretend like I was perfect and hide the fact that I don't know how to spell because I'm probably uh, (laughs) undiagnosed uh, dyslexic and hide the fact that I have narcolepsy, uh, you know, fall asleep at the drop of a half. Like, if I try to hide those things. Or hide your red hair. Hide my red hair. Or the fact that, like, I always mispronounce things. Like, I I mispronounce all the time. I have instead highlighted my flaws. It makes me relatable. Yes. It means we all can have a laugh and that we don't have to be so perfect. And then people want to do business with someone like that because it's like, I can breathe around her. I don't have to be Mm -hmm. so perfect. Or like, she's so lovable and relatable, but honest too. Like if you're trying so hard to hide so many elements of yourself, there's a dishonesty with that. You know, even if you're just like shy about it, it just reads as dishonest. And we just talked about how business with someone they know, like, and trust. So that level of vulnerability really, really builds trust, I think.
1: There is no path. Mm. It's like literally to say, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing is actually more authentic, I think, than people who are like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. Bullshit. (laughs) You do not not know. We're all just like legit, my opinion of life, we are all just making it up as we go. Whenever I talk to like my mom, I talk to my mom, like, did you know what you were doing as a mom? She's like, of course I didn't know. I was (laughs) making it up. And literally when I've talked to like incredibly successful business people, if they're honest about it, they're like, yeah, I had no idea what the hell I was doing.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? They were going so, with their gut. So
1: for me, I naturally, as Whitney said, gravitate toward people that are like, you know what? They're okay being fools, literally. Like, I, I I, don't know what I'm doing, but I have a passion. My heart's in this. This is who I am. And if I stumble, I know there's going to be some treasure there. Like, we, we, we can't be afraid. And I don't even want to use the word fail, but we can't be afraid to stumble because mm-hmm. we will. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, cool. I know I'm going to get my ass kicked. Mm-hmm. And if I can find the gold in it and find the joy in it, then I'm going to grow
2: it is helpful to see what other people are doing and it is helpful to see who's successful and figure out what is working for them but then the secret sauce as we keep saying is who you are because yeah. nobody can replicate that and you see the most successful people are incredibly unique and when you look up to them you go i can't do that because that is them i can do something similar but i have to do it in my own way yeah. that makes you stand out that reduces any of this idea of competition because people are attracted to who you are as an individual, and I feel like it's much more attractive when you share your unique real qualities than when you try to copy what everybody else is doing, because then you're just in the sea of similar people. You don't stand out. Yeah. Why is somebody going to follow you or buy something from you when they could do it from a hundred or a thousands of other people that are just like you? It actually works to your disadvantage, yeah. and so that's why it's harder to be your unique self. And it's easier to copy other people and try to be similar. But the, the rewards are really in being yourself.
0: I agree. And I know um, Gary Vee, someone that I think we all follow, says no matter what you do, your job is to tell your story. And what that means to me is just like Nicole said, like being honest about her narcolepsy and I'm honest about my trauma. And I know Whitney and Jason are honest about what they've gone through and what they've built. And it's like our story is our way to heal ourselves and heal others. So our jobs are to be authentically ourselves, tell our stories, whether it's with our families, with our friends, or in our business. And Jason, you haven't gotten a chance to talk about what you do and how you live your entrepreneurial life. So let's get a little background on you.
1: I am most well known as a vegan chef and nutrition. Edutainer?
0: Edutainer, yes. What I didn't say in your bio is that um, you can frequently be seen at places like the comedy store. Ah, yes. Mm-hmm. I do
1: like to do Edutaining. the stand up. I'd like to edutate. Yes. Edutain. You know, I really have gotten into, you know, branching out from food this year in a big way because food is always going to be something I am passionate about and is very important for healing. But I, I know that nourishment, in my opinion, comes in many other forms. Mm-hmm. It's how we move our bodies. It's our thoughts. It's our belief systems. It's our spirituality. It's our relationships. So I, I I suppose I'm more of like a lifestyle enthusiast and coach now where, yes, food is in there. But I also want to talk about all these other subjects that have great value. And, you know, for me, a, a big shift this year was defining, I guess, my life mission for myself, like kind of like businesses have a mission statement. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's, it's doing whatever I can to reduce suffering and increase joy on this planet.
0: Oh, beautiful. So
1: food is a part of that. Great. If comedy is a part of that. Great. If coaching is a part of that. Great. If whatever, whatever falls under that umbrella of that mission I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, it was, it was a long process of trusting that I could let go of the old life that I had and do this full-time, you know, because so I, I, after I graduated college, I was working in the advertising and marketing field for many, many years. I was working as a copywriter, a marketing director, and I fucking hated it.
0: <laughs>
1: I did. I, 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 I hated it because I, let me, let me be more honest. I liked the fact that I was being creative, but the things I was being creative for didn't fill my heart with joy. You know what I mean? It was like, cool. I'm like writing all this amazing national ad copy for this spot about sport utility vehicles. Like that, because the world needs more like Uh, SUVs that get 10 miles to the gallon. Right. Like nothing wrong with that. If you own an SUV on the other end of this viewer, but there are more fuel efficient choices. My point is this, like it took me a long time to build, not only the technical skill to be able to build a brand that would make me a sustainable living that I could leave the nine to five. But there, there is a moment for everybody and maybe you both can relate. Like, there's like a chasm between where you are and where you want to be. Yeah. And you need to jump. Yeah. Okay. And a lot of people in this world, they don't make that jump because they're scared shitless. And I understand because you got your benefits, you got your consistent paycheck, you have a family. But it's like you're either going to choose love or fear. Yeah. And at a certain point, it's like do you trust yourself? Do you trust that life has your back, the universe has your back? Because there was a moment where I, you know, I had to jump across that chasm and it was like, I'm leaving the steady paycheck behind. I'm leaving all these benefits. I'm leaving the free cell phone and the blah, 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 and the gym membership and all the other shit that's free. And I don't know what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know. And and here's the thing that never ends. Like no matter what level we're at right. of prosperity or notoriety or growing our brands, we never know, right? It, it, and that's just trusting and having the courage and the faith to keep going.
2: Yeah. The truth is, is that when you work for somebody else, there's always going to be a ceiling to that. There's only so high that you can get, so much money that you can make, so much success you can have. When you work for yourself and you're following your passion and building this career, brand, whatever you're working on the sky's the limit i mean you can keep going up and up and up and the trade-off is that you don't know exactly when that's going to happen and what's that what that's going to look like but it's actually very exciting somebody asked me the other day she said is it stressful working for yourself and not knowing where income is going to come from and i said yeah it can absolutely be stressful but so can a job yeah and also you know either scenario is going to be stressful at a certain time and so i would rather be stressed but love what I'm doing. And so the stress is coming from a place of like reward and, 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 and kind and of excitement. excitement. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Versus when I was working another job for somebody else, like your kind of average nine to five job, which I did for many years, I was still stressed out, but I was stressed out and unhappy and unfulfilled. Yeah. And so if the stress is gonna be there regardless, then I might as well choose something that brings me a lot of joy and rewards. And also stress is a choice. So when we we're talking about attitude in, in some of these episodes, it's like you, you can choose to be stressed and you can choose not to be in many mm-hmm. cases, especially emotional stress, maybe not as much with physical stress, but it's all interconnected at the end of the day. Sure. And you can choose, as Jason just said, to have fear or you can choose to, to trust. And a, a lot of the biggest rewards in our life come from trusting. Yeah. And if you believe in a universal energy, which I think many of the Food Heals listeners do, because I know Allison does, <laughs> is that it, the universe does have your back, as Gabby Bernstein would say, yes. and that the universe responds to you. And so if you surround yourself with positivity, if you wake up each morning and say, I'm doing this because I'm loving this, I'm choosing this, I trust that the things I want are going to happen, you can co-create with the universe and make everything happen. And if it doesn't happen, it probably wasn't meant to happen anyway. So you can start to let go of a lot of that stress. But my big point is that it's not easy no matter what. And I remember worrying about money even when I had a full-time job. And now I'm like, I look back and I'm like, what was I so worried about? <laughs> but you know what? My big realization was that my money worries have nothing to do with how much money I'm making.
0: Right. Those
2: money issues are things that I have to work through and, and most people do too. One, you know, As Jason was saying, a lot of the reason people don't choose to work for themselves to leave a job is this fear of not having financial stability. But most of the money challenges that anybody has are completely independent of how much money they're making and where it's coming from. They are usually buried emotions that we all need to address if we wanna thrive. And so to me, it was like a huge realization to be like, I've always had a concern about money, Mm -hmm. regardless of my circumstances. So I can change my circumstances. I'll probably still worry about money until I resolve that within myself. And that's just saying to me, it doesn't matter where the money's coming from and when.
1: Uh, Just a a brief comment. There was an interview with Oprah, uh, J.K. Rowling. Mm -hmm. Did an interview with Oprah years ago, and she was asking her about, you know, this incredible success of Harry Potter and and the hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars J.K. Rowling has. And to paraphrase, I remember her saying something like, I'm still terrified I'm going to lose it all. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, here's a person who has maybe even billions I can't remember hundreds of millions or billions of dollars like you're good but there's still this mechanism in you of I'm scared shitless I'm gonna lose it Mm
0: -hmm. and hadn't her book been turned down I don't know how many times but so astronomically amount of times until it wasn't
1: Right. Well, and there's, there's persistence and determination Yeah, yeah. is like, is like kind of like Nicole, what you said of, of this thing of like, I'm going to go to LA in six months. I'm going to have my own
2: helicopter. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, and,
1: and we, we come in though with this boldness and that kind of boldness and dreaming big absolutely will serve us our entire lives. And we know that trust, persistence, determination, and just grit. Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like grit yes. is an undervalued thing of just like, I'm just going to like. Do this thing and mm-hmm. be unstoppable. Because the the reality is, we like life's gonna throw us a lot of challenges. No oh, way! Are you serious? <laughs> what do <right>? you
0: mean? <laughs>
1: but it's like what gets us through. It's like yeah. trust, grit, persistence, yeah. determination. Because I I know in those moments when it was like this thing, this uh, this thing's gonna happen. I don't know how or when. Yeah. But it's going to happen, and I'm committed AF to this thing. Right? It's like. To me, it's like it's training muscles like it's training our mental muscles. It's training our heart muscles. Um, and as Whitney said, it's undoing a lot of conditioning we grew up with. Yes. These are genetic things yep. like I look societal. at societal, familial things like part of this journey of, of being abundant, being entrepreneurs, being creatives, being artists is, yeah, creating, but we're unraveling shit all the time. Yes. Like it's constant. Yeah, it's okay. constant
0: and one of the biggest mistakes i feel that people are making and i'm totally have been guilty of this but is deciding i must create this by a certain time and that's having an attachment to the outcome and what we have to do is have the confidence that Nicole has of the private jet in six months but not be attached to the six months. Yes. Nicole's going to have her private jet. Legit. But if you have attachment to the six months then you go, well, I'm a failure and therefore uh, this isn't working and thank God Nicole didn't do that because she's smarter than that (laughs) but the point is is that's what uh, humans do because we have these egos that have to protect us and have to put us on our place and keep us safe and just like you were talking about Gabby Bernstein like the universe doesn't have our back so we have to control everything Well, the universe does have your back so the more you are able to let go you can still have your to-do list and let go of control that's one of the biggest things i learned from gabby because here i am type A. I have to get everything done, I have to cross everything off the list to feel satisfied and successful. Well, I can be busy as fuck and I'm not a millionaire yet, so what am I doing wrong, right? (laughs) I'm keeping busy. And so part of my problem and my, you know, come to Jesus moment or whatever you wanna call it, you know, coming back to the self and going, okay, what are my goals? Plan on them being achieved, believing that they can happen and then leaving it up to the universe. Now that doesn't mean I sit back and watch Netflix. Right. It means I keep on my path yes. and I keep working towards it, but I cannot have something that is time bound because time is a, is, is a concept that we have created as humans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therefore, if we stick to this must happen in six months, Guaranteed, in most cases, probably like 90%. I can't quantify this in any measurable manner, but you're gonna then be a failure in your own head because you didn't make it in those six months or whatever. So it's putting it out there. These are the goals I'm going to accomplish. These are my passions. This is what I want. The universe will conspire to meet you. The universe will have your back. But when you put those time constraints or any other kind of monetary constraints on it, if I had made a million dollars by the time, I've heard people say this, by the time I'm 30, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. Well, fuck. I yeah. mean, excuse yeah. my French. Well, many people have done it. Many people, most people haven't. Okay. <laughs> if you make it by 31, you're a success in my mind. Yeah. And so it's just about like, okay, have those dreams. Never give up on those dreams. If negativity comes in or scarcity mentality or fear comes in, be with it and then let that shit go and go right back into that positive mentality. I, it will come if we are persistent. It's the exactly. law of averages. yes.
2: And I think that's exactly what I was gonna say too, is that if you give up, the universe is basically saying you didn't want it badly enough, you know? So you have to stick through it even through the hard times. So you look at most successful people, yeah. they have worked through enormous challenges. They have overcome obstacles. They have been faced with rejection. The great majority of su- the most successful people on this planet have been rejected a lot and they kept going anyways. You yeah. look at most of the stories behind their lives and it is full of rejection. It is full of failures. In fact, that's the other thing too is so many people are afraid to fail. We were talking about perfection. Yeah, People are afraid to share their you know, the failures in their life, but those define you and your character. And they also make you more human, which we, we all are. And sometimes (laughs) we don't want to admit, but, but if you just give up because something didn't work out the first time, how meaningful is it to you? And, and why do you deserve success if something's not worth pushing through those challenges?
1: One of the best quotes, like I heard years ago was, um, abundance is consciously receiving that which has already been given to you.
0: Oh, I love it. So,
1: like, you know, I'll be in the shower and like really feel like the clean like the clean water on my body and I just think to myself, There are millions and millions and millions of people on this planet who do not have the luxury or the opportunity to bathe themselves in clean water every day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. Like like I have clean water to bathe in every day, roof over my head, yes. food on the table, friends who love me, great companionship, the opportunity to like go on and on down the list, but it's like we get this we get this um, amnesia in in our culture because it's like, duh, you got to get the Maserati, brah." Right. "You got to get the mansion, yo. You got to get them new kicks." And it's like there's nothing wrong with that, but but fooling ourselves into thinking the next person, the next house, the next watch, the next car, the next whatever is going to be the thing we're 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 chasing the wrong things. Yeah. I think those things are a natural result of the abundant mindset. right? Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. Russell Simmons talks about this. He's like, you know, I'm not chasing the stuff. Like, so be it. The stuff comes as a result of being yourself, yes. giving your gift, being of service to the planet, yeah. and being relentless. Like that stuff will come, but don't do it because of the Rolls Royce. Right. Cause then the Rolls Royce ain't gonna be enough. Then you need the Bugatti. Right. <laughs> then you yeah, then you true. need to borrow Nicole's jet. You know, it's like <laughs> it never ends. <laughs>
5: I, uh, when I was struggling for a while and in retrospect, the biggest lesson that I took away, um, was just, I had to learn self love and that I actually deserved all those nice things mm. because as much as I was going after, you know, a certain amount of abundance that I wanted to reflect itself financially, I didn't really think I deserved it, which is mm. so, so crazy. And. You know, sometimes you need to step to the side in order to move forward. So it wasn't even my energy being focused on my business so much. It was taking the focus on myself and healing myself and loving myself. Mm -hmm. And this kind of flow like came to me. You know, I I started attracting it by not focusing on it in a way. Like you know, I'm open to it. My intention was clear, but I had a lot of work to do internally over here in this lane. The more I healed, I just I did just start attracting
0: different opportunities. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I want to go around real quick and, you know, 30 seconds each, tell Food Heals Nation people that already have an established business, give some advice to up-level their business or answer a question like, I'll start because I have a question that just came up where someone literally emailed me this question. She does a wellness business and she's doing, I think, really well, but I don't know what her numbers are or anything like this, but I see her on Instagram. She's got followers. She's doing well. She does her exercise tips. She does her eating tips, fully vegan. And she said what is the difference between my Instagram post and my Insta story? Like, how do I know what to post on each? And so I thought about this and I thought, okay, think about Instagram, your feed as your resume. This is where you showcase your best content that you want people to see, like it was in a book, your best recipes, your best photos, all that good stuff. And then your Insta story is your interview where you went into, they got your resume, you went into that interview and you're like, okay, here's exactly who I am authentically. This is what I do every day. This is what I bring to the table. And so I thought that was the difference and you guys are welcome to weigh in, but that's how I would answer that question. So let Food Heals Nation know either a question you've been asked and how you would answer it or just like a nitty gritty of your business that really makes a difference in your business that you could advise other people to do.
1: I think two things really quickly is um, the people that I know and the people that I admire and the thing I've started doing is really looking at my business in the same way that I look at investing Mm. in that the more income streams you have, the more sources of income, the more reliable and steady and sustainable your brand's going to be. I know a lot of people who are like, I'm, you know, Cool. I'm a YouTuber, but as soon as the numbers are down or YouTube's algorithm changes, their their income source goes down. Right? Yeah. It's like it's it's instead of investing in one stock, diversify your investments. So the first thing is just like have as many consistent income streams as possible because that will give you so much revenue over the long term and create a sustainable business. The second thing, going back to secret sauce, I think is um, carve out the uniqueness of who you are. Focus on that and keep trusting that the more more dimensions of yourself you reveal The more people are just going to embrace you. So those are the big two chunks I can share
0: beautiful
5: Uh, one thing that I found very successful and you know, maybe you guys know from the previous interview But my business is fairly new i'm a little bit over a year old So I kind of have this newbie perspective This is one thing that one of my acting coaches, like, pointed out about Meryl Streep and how you can apply that. Meryl Streep, as a young actress, every role that she got, whether it was a free role that she did in a student film, like, when she very first started, she treated every role like it was the Oscar role, the dream role Mm. of a lifetime. And that has been really great for me starting out there's been things that i've done for no money just exposure where i've worked very hard it does not matter if it's for an audience of five you guys might have an attitude you might put an event out five people show up i don't care yeah you act like that's a packed house and you give them all your love because that's five people that showed up Mm -hmm. to support you in your dream and how dare you tell the universe that they're not good enough they don't matter yeah Even if it's the smallest project, you treat it like it's an opportunity of a lifetime. You give it your same energy and the universe will give you a bigger opportunity the next time and the next time and the next time. So to me, that's my biggest takeaway is just treat every opportunity the smallest, smallest seed, like it is the huge tree and give it all that nourishment, watering. I love it. My tip would
2: be to figure out your money issues. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We all have them. And that really, really gets in the way if you're trying to generate income doing what you love. And I have a couple resources that have assisted me a lot. One is Money, A Love Story by Kate Northrup. It's yep. a fantastic book. Kate is an expert on finances and the whole emotional angle of it. So highly, highly recommend her. You can, you know, she has a podcast. She has books, that book. She has courses. She has a blog. She's just a phenomenal, phenomenal resource. And then a newer one is Jen Sincero, I think is her last name. She wrote You Are a Badass, and now her follow-up book is You Are a Badass at Making Money. Actually, she might have another one in between, but her newest one is You're a Badass at Making Money, and she covers a lot of the same things, is, is really figuring out the emotional and energetic things that are getting in your way of financial abundance. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very hard to thrive or find happiness if you don't figure out these emotional issues that are blocking you.
0: Thank you so much for joining me yeah. Yeah. today. Thanks for having us. All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Whitney, Jason, and Nicole, three of my vegan business besties. And if you decide that Spirit Junkie Masterclass is right for you, Food Heals Nation, Whitney and Jason are actually offering a special bonus that I'm really excited about. It's their brand new Wellness Warrior Training, and it's where you get the strategies that you need to thrive so you'll master your well-being and help you align all aspects of your life Physically, emotionally, and mentally, Whitney and Jason's online course offers powerful mindset practices to elevate yourself like never before and really unlock your inner superpowers. The course is valued at $397, $397, but it's absolutely free when you join Spirit Junkie Masterclass. The course includes 10 weeks of audio lessons, assessments, and resources. Follow the course guides and listen wherever, whenever, on the go, or at home. You'll elevate your well being and move through the year with positive momentum, enthusiasm, and focus in every aspect of your life. You'll receive expert tips on optimizing your health and body goals, improving mental health, relieving stress, managing time. That's a really important one. I need that one. Whitney and Jason, I hope I get access to the course too. Unlocking more abundance and creating more energy every day. This course will help you get out of your own way, focus on what truly matters, and make healthier choices that lead to sustainable results so you can. Feel more joyful, more confident, more loving, and more fulfilled. And when you join, you get lifetime access to the course. So if you want Whitney and Jason's free wellness warrior training, Food Heals Nation, you know exactly what to do. Go to spiritjunkynation.com. You can sign up. You can learn more, all that good stuff. Any questions, just send me an email at info at foodhealsnation.com. Next up, Susie and I are talking to spiritual breakthrough coach and founder of the Soul on Fire Retreats, Heather Fanton. We're going to talk about removing blocks to abundance in order to truly thrive. Roll it, Roxy. Can you give us a taste of who you are and what you do?
4: Absolutely. Well, my name is Heather Fantine, and I am a spiritual breakthrough coach. I focus on lasting, deep transformation, really starting with helping you to heal your relationship with you also the founder of the Soul on Fire Retreats for Women, which is a highly immersive and transformational retreat program, as well as now I've launched this new baby of mine, which is a year-long personal and spiritual growth group coaching program called The Inner Circle. That's just a little bit about me. And if someone is interested in finding out more about my 15-year-long extended Eat, Pray, Love journey around the world, <laughs> feel free to reach out on my website and they can connect with me there. So.
0: I love it. And so we met at Spirit Junkie Masterclass and we drove up together to level two and it was just a fantastic experience. And I always talk about how transformational that week was for me. And can you talk a little bit about what is a Spirit Junkie and what does it mean to you to be a Spirit Junkie?
4: Yeah, I love the term Spirit Junkie, first of all. I think, you know, it just embodies so much to me. It's like, Gabby really started a global movement with that term. You know, the spirit junkie community is now this global movement of seekers who are ready to just return to their most essential nature, their truest self, which is love. It's just such a powerful, beautiful movement that she's created. And I'm so honored and blessed to be a part of it.
0: For sure. And I agree with you. It's such a movement and more and more people are discovering it each year. And I want to see where this goes. And I want to be like, I was in it from the beginning. You know what I mean?
4: Absolutely. It's just this collective conscious that we're all we're all connected. We are all so connected. And the more people that are awakening, you know, they're feeling this call deep inside of themselves and, and beginning to question everything.
0: And the call, like, what advice would you give someone who's just started out and feels like they feel the call? Like, what is the call? And and how can we respond to it?
4: I heard the call pretty young. And you guys can go back to the last episode to hear all about my story and what that was like for me. Mm -hmm. But you know, I really feel like it's just this, there's something inside of you that becomes unsettled. And you begin to sort of question everything and feel like there must be something more to life than this. You don't know exactly what it is you're searching for and you can't quite imagine what the vision will be like of your future self or your future life. You just know that what has been isn't working and it isn't satisfying you in a deep way. And so there's like this there's this yearning for deeper meaning and direction and once you have that sort of awakening within you you're somehow guided on your new path leading you to the right teachers and mentors and healers that are there to help you to grow heal and evolve that's what i believe it it's all about you know when we start to feel this call we will begin to be guided and as we're on that path of awakening you're on a path to really discover and uncover who you truly are what your high purpose is and what you're here to bring. Our mindset is what is creating our experience. And oftentimes when we start this path of being on a more purposeful and passionate life, you know and starting to also think about, well, how can I create make my passion into a paycheck? What does that look like for me? How can I share these gifts with others? And oh my gosh, there's so much I could say about this and people who are on this, this spiritual path and who have this resistance to charging money for it. I could say a whole lot about that.
0: Yeah.
4: And I don't know if you, if you both have experienced this as well, but I just, I run into this so often when someone is starting their you know, they're, they're, they're leading a heart centered business. They're in the service industry. They're sharing their gifts with the world. And they, they just have this, this weird idea that it's not okay to charge for their services. And, you know, there's just, I just want to just say this, that there's nothing holy and spiritual about you pretending that it's not okay to charge your worth. Exactly.
0: Or that you don't have value.
4: Yes. Like, can we just get over that? Because there's nothing spiritual about about you not being able to pay for your rent or provide for your children.
0: How can we serve at our highest purpose if we're not charging for what we do? Because money is important. Money is energy. And we've got to pay the rent. And we've got to take care of ourselves and our families. And we got to be abundant. Yes. And it's, you know, exactly.
4: Money is energy. It's currency. There's a reason why they say currency.
6: I think it goes into sort of other paradigms where it's like, at least for me, I've experienced like, oh, no, I I just can't be making money from something that I love. Yeah, because like, I, gr- I grew up with a because yeah. I grew up with a parent a that one. didn't enjoy his work. Right, and he so, always said, "Go follow your dreams." But then, for some reason, I had this idea that, like, no, but no, he no, wasn't following but he his. wasn't following his. But he was making good money from it. Right, but he hated it.
0: No, and that is such a good example of you know uh, something that we follow and a stereotype and a misbelief that making money is hard mm-hmm. and we have to go to a job we hate to make the money that we need to provide. So, can you bust that myth a little bit, Heather?
4: Yeah, absolutely. And so that that's a perfect lead-in because, you know, one of the tools that I'd love to share with your audience is just helping them to work on their mindset. You know, and that first step right there, the first step to changing anything, as I'm sure you know, is always awareness. Yep. And yeah. And so you have to tune in and become clear about what it is that you're believing mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we don't identify with what we're thinking first but instead we know you know it's like you're not aware that what you're thinking is making you off but you are aware that you're feeling off right right so sometimes you start with how you feel and then you uncover what you're thinking or perceiving in the situation so uncovering your beliefs like what is my belief about earning money for something that i love writing out what your beliefs are because a lot of them you will identify aren't even yours. Like for you, you're just saying, you know, that's from your father. It's not even
6: yours. Cause, yeah. Because when I was younger, I actually did make money from something I loved. I went and became a lifeguard and a swim instructor. How fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't pick up his lesson until later when I up, grew up. I yeah. left college and was like, oh, wait. No, and that's actually something I battled with in my own head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so you have to
4: first become aware and become aware that fear is in the driver's seat that you're you've got some false beliefs running some deep core beliefs or fears that are running the show so what is your internal dialogue like and I don't know um Allie if you remember this from raw goddess but mm-hmm. when she was teaching at the master class level two mm-hmm. one of the things that she said about internal dialogue is she said what are your greatest hits <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a good one
4: I love that. And so, you know, the first step is just becoming aware. So journal about it. This is, again, where you got to pull out your journal and you got to do some work. You know, there's no there's no quick fix here. Like we have to be willing to put in the time to do the inner work to go through this process of transforming our mindset. So the first step is just be willing to get curious with yourself about the thoughts that you're thinking and write it all out. You know What are your beliefs around turning your passion into your paycheck? What are your beliefs around living this purposeful life? What are your beliefs around whether or not you are are good enough to do it, right? And so a lot of times we also have opposing beliefs. Like a part of you knows, there's a part of you connected to the truth, and so a part of you knows you are enough, but then there's a whole bunch of other parts of you that believe you aren't enough. Yep. So you have these opposing beliefs. And so the first step is just bringing that all to the light, exposing it so that you can become aware of it and that you can then objectively look at it. Because, you know, you might not be aware that you're having crazy fear-based thoughts around what is and isn't possible for you. But like if you are aware that you're feeling anxious, you have a knot in your stomach. Maybe you feel stuck and stuckness. Fear shows up like for a lot of people, as in inaction or procrastination or brain fog or avoidance, mm-hmm. right? Or staying stuck on your to do list and you're like living in the non important, non quadrant of your life. Or you binge watch Netflix, right? Right. Things that you're doing to avoid showing up for yourself and doing, you know, serving yourself and being in purpose. So, Or maybe you're like stuck in the comparison trap and you're thinking that there are already so many people doing what you want to do. So why would anyone want to hear from you?
0: Oh, I have so much to say about this. Okay, first of all, um, one thing that Gabby always says is that there are more people that need your lessons, your knowledge, and your teaching than there are people teaching it. So number one, that myth is busted by facts. And then yes. number two, I would love to go back to one thing you said because it really resonated with me that we might have these conflicting stories and i totally have a conflicting story and it came from the same person which is interesting so when i grew up my dad always told me build a business then have someone take it over and then reap the profits off the top okay and then at the same time when i would tell him all of my entrepreneurial ideas you know what he would say you want fries with that so meaning they're gonna fail meaning get a job Oh. stop dreaming. Yeah, exactly. They're going to fail, get a job. And so I was always presented with mixed messages. And I do feel that they I luckily thank God
6: you didn't listen.
0: Well, I, I luckily I have always built businesses. And you know, that's something that I'm super passionate about teaching people is how to be an entrepreneur. And I've built multiple businesses and most have been successful, but not everything. I've had tons of failures. And so I think that it's the failures are based on that thing in the back of my head that goes, uh, you want fries with that? Like this is going to fail. This isn't good enough, what have you. And so I like learning about the mixed messages so that I can then do just like Heather is saying and like overcome the ones that are not true. Once you start this path of awakening, you are being so guided. And that's the part where you can
4: just surrender and trust that you're being guided because obviously, this is a body of work that you're being called to look further into. Otherwise, it wouldn't be showing up in all these different places. And now you're going to see it and hear it everywhere, right? So that's what happens. And happened. this is
6: something, and this is why also I also recently listened to Gabby's audiobook, uh, The Universe Has Your Back, because turning fear into faith. That whole title, I was like, that was written for me because I, <laughs> I, I, I struggle. I, I'm, I'm, I'm working with it, but I, I've always struggled with having the faith. I'm, I'm a one-woman show. And I'm like, I can do it all. I can just take care of it. I'm going to make it happen. And yeah. I've learned at this tender age of 40 that it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, you can't. You got to ask for help. You're working in a full stage production mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. and um, you're, you're not able to just make everything happen and add a snap of your fingers.
4: Well, these steps would be perfect for you to do around that too. Yeah. And so the next part after we've gone deep into that forgiveness and release work is to create a new and empowered story. Mm -hmm. So literally all of the things that you were writing down about your beliefs or, you know, I have to be a one woman show or, you know, I, I need to be independent because dependency or codependency is very scary. Right. Right. Or maybe sometime when you were young, you learned that you can't rely on someone else. And so you have to be independent. And so, you know, just just really going through and uncovering what all of those beliefs are, what your old story is. And then looking at that old story from this place of greater awareness and having busted it because you see it's not really true and surrendering it and forgiving it and then creating the new story. So sometimes there's this process um, from a law of attraction book called clarity through contrast. So I do this a lot, you know, when someone is like wanting to manifest a new relationship, oftentimes they know what they don't want really quickly (laughs) They give you the laundry list of things they don't want to experience again. And so this is like all the beliefs. So we write out all of those beliefs and we see it on paper and then we create the contrast. What would be the opposite, positive, empowering, affirming belief for me to have instead of I have to do everything myself, right? And so then you create a new belief and you write out your desires and create those new beliefs, but and those were those would be what people would think of as those no, you know normal affirmations. So a lot of people use affirmations, and affirmations don't always work because this deeper work hasn't been done.
6: Yes, and- I've experienced that myself. That's totally true. Like they're great unless you have a belief that's very very deep, and it's like nope, that's the opposite of what I truly believe, and then they're not going to really. You're self
0: sabotaging your affirmations. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
6: And there are some ways that you can
4: write the affirmations where you can get your mind on board. And this is also a part of creating like allowing statements. So finding evidence that what you desire or what you want to believe is actually possible. And sometimes we, we can't see that evidence in our own life. So we have to look outside of ourself for proof and write it down like someone somewhere is earning six figures for their purposeful work, right? So, or seven figures, someone somewhere, like there is evidence. If you look for the evidence, you'll find the evidence and really setting that intention to find the evidence. The other thing is are you willing to give yourself permission to receive, to receive a new and empowered story and beliefs? And so journal about the evidence that you find and every time, you know, so let's say for instance, someone is working on the belief that, that they're not enough, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're starting to put themselves out there and they've got this purposeful, passionate, driven career And um, they have this underlying belief that they're not enough and who they are is not enough. And so every time this is where your evidence journal comes in, every time someone gives you a compliment or affirms you or, you know, reflects back to you, your gifts, every time you transform someone's life in that moment, you collect that evidence and you write it down in your evidence journal. Every time you're given money for your work, You write it down in your evidence journal. Mm -hmm. Every time you have allowed yourself to be supported and it has been a beautiful thing for you, you write it down in your evidence journal. So you just want to collect evidence. And it's a process, right? I mean, we've been programmed to think this way, and we've been thinking this way our entire life. Yeah. So it's not going to transform overnight. Affirmations don't work overnight, right? Mm-hmm. So we be, we're we willing to create a new and empowered story and start gathering evidence that it is possible. And so you want to start writing down your affirmations like creating a manifestation statement and reading it daily. So this is where you get to put it on your mirror, on your fridge and your phone. Just have it be a constant reminder because you have to keep these new beliefs top of mind long enough for them to become a part of your new default way of thinking. So
6: it's time. One thing I have found useful is if you are battling against a false belief that's living somewhere deep in your psyche that your, your mind loves to solve things mm-hmm. so instead of posing it as a an affirmative statement you put it into a question so so say you're you're believing that you're not enough you know you put it into a question when did I become enough that's great. And your brain goes, oh, it looks for the evidence. It goes, oh, 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 oh. It, and it actually really works. It's yeah. a trick. Yeah. Um, because when I was putting all these affirm- affirmative statements on my mirror and writing them down and my my and I would just be like, I don't freaking believe this. Like, no. Yeah. My my reality is not reflecting this affirmative statement. But when I learned this trick, it jumped a step and my brain wasn't able to fight it. It goes, oh, 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 wait, wait. Let me think of that. It actually really works. So that's another tool um, you can put in your toolbox, listeners.
4: Absolutely. And so like that could also be why am I enough?
6: Ooh, yeah, that's good. Why am I enough? Yeah. So you start
4: with why a lot of times. You just
6: put it into a question. Yeah, absolutely. When did I get so skinny? <laughs> when When did men fall or women start falling at my feet? When, you know, when did I get so wealthy?
0: That's when sad. did it get so
6: abundant? It actually really like, I don't know, that that whole They
0: um, all make me excited when you I say know. Them. Well yeah. you start
6: thinking about it. You can think of moments. It doesn't have to be this grandiose I didn't reach my life goal in terms of abundance or lovers or uh, success or whatever it is. It's it's little moments that will add up to that grandiose experience.
0: And I haven't journaled about it and I absolutely love the journal suggestion. Um, For me, I'm doing this all the time, just innately. I will find something that I think may be true and I want more evidence of it. And then it just starts showing up through books or like on Facebook or whatever. Like I've always been that way. And so it'll either affirm or not affirm sometimes what I'm starting to believe. And the more that you ask for it, the more you start attracting it. So if you're looking for something to write about in your journal, and you're like, I want more evidence of people like Heather said, that are making an abundant income with spiritual coaching or podcasting as we do, whatever it is, those things will start to show up. It's energy. It's crazy. Yeah,
4: absolutely. That's such a good tip. I mean, really journaling about that and asking, asking for what you need, asking for that evidence. That's so good because the universe will provide and will show it to you.
0: The universe will provide. That's what we have to remember. The universe will always give you the answer. It may not always be the answer you're looking for, but you will get guidance. And so we have to listen and we have to be aware and open to receiving that guidance.
4: Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, thinking about using different statements like affirmations and actually, so the technique that I know of that you're talking about is affirmations. So it's F-A-F-F-O-R, affirmations instead of affirmations is what I know. So that's that why using questions. But, you know, when you think about using any type of affirmation statement, there's a law of attraction book. They have you begin the statement, it's kind of like creating your vision statement or manifestation statement. And you start by saying, I'm in the process of attracting all that I need to do, know, or have to attract my ideal vision. And then the body of your vision includes those statements. So you've created that clarity through contrast and you created new positive, affirming statements. But what I love about this technique is that they use sentences that begin with I love knowing that I am in the process of, mm-hmm. I've decided more and more, or it excites me that there's a different way to start the sentence that feels different when you read it. Like it's, it excites me to know that I am getting paid to do what I love. More and more clients are, are showing up for me I love knowing that I am, um, I, every day I get to do what I love to do, right? Or whatever, you know, just like really, really creating sentences. That it's like you're drawing it in. Yeah. You're drawing it in. It's like an attraction process, you know, and at the end saying some, something along these lines of the law of attraction is unfolding and orchestrating all that needs to happen to bring me my desire or the universe or God or whatever you want to say there, you know? So having that of a manifestation statement, something that you can read and get excited about. And here's the thing, attraction doesn't respond to the words. It responds to how you feel about the words that you are
0: using. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I feel like That was something that was really big years ago in The Secret and everyone was talking about it, but then there was like a lot of um, people talking about, well, here's how The Secret missed. And so can you talk about like how to feel that feeling? Because it's easy to say these statements and to pretend you feel the feeling, but how do we actually get into that feeling state?
4: So, you know, the daily gratitude practice, a lot of people are familiar with that where you, you write down or you think about the things that you're grateful for in your life to attract more to be grateful for in your life because you know it's what we're focusing on that expands, that we attract more of. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of your, your basic gratitude practice. But have you ever heard of doing a future vision gratitude practice?
0: Ooh, tell me more.
4: Okay, so when when you are being in a place of gratitude for something that you're wanting to manifest, so whatever mm-hmm. those statements are that you're attracting into your life, You are literally going in, you're doing a visualization in your mind where you're literally seeing yourself already living that life. Mm
1: -hmm.
4: You're envisioning yourself in as much detail as you possibly can already in the vision. And when you're in the vision, you want to try to evoke as many feelings, emotions as you can. How will you feel when you're living that life? connect to the feeling in your body, really see it in your mind's eye and step into the vision fully. So this is a practice. This is something over the last couple of months that I've been doing that's new. I don't remember where I heard about it, but you know, that I've just really every single night stepping into that vision. It's almost like I'm in prayer about and in gratitude for what already is as if it already is. Yes. So I'm so thankful that I have a full practice if someone's looking to like start a, a coaching business or something or that my podcast is reaching millions of people around the world. It's, it's so incredible to me. Thank you so much. You know, you just being in this place of gratitude. Yeah. Um, and so for me, you know, stepping into the feeling and into the emotion happens when I allow myself to really see it and connect to the feeling in my body as if it already is happening. And so that's, I think, really big because that helps you to get to increase the emotional part of it because that's what needs to happen. We need to feel the emotions in our body.
0: Yeah. And you asked earlier um, if I had heard of this or if we had heard of this and we called it something different, but we did the same process almost to a T in grad school. And I just love how these concepts are really universal now, even if they're under a different name. And we would write in the present like I am and it would be all of the things you wanted that you may not be there yet. I remember I would write like I am sitting on this beautiful porch in my beautiful yard and things that I didn't have yet. And thinking back, I have a porch and a yard now and I didn't have those things in grad school. So I guess it's working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had an apartment. We were in an apartment back then. And now, you know, we're sitting in the podcast studio and right behind us is my porch and my yard. And it's like, you have two porches. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um. Yeah.
4: So that's where that, you know, so you're looking to so the I am statements. Some people might have, you know, might not work well for them. And that's what we were talking about a little bit. Yeah. In, in when did or the why statements mm-hmm. in those affirmations. But what I'm focused on here is really being in gratitude for it already being. Yeah, so just being in that place of really seeing it and already being in appreciation that it's already happened, really connecting to that feeling in your body and asking yourself on a daily basis. And this is the other thing, just taking small steps that are going to lead you in the right direction. What one step can you take today that will bring you closer to living that dream? So that daily aligned right action, just one step. You know, if I'm living in Seattle, Washington State, and I want to walk to New York, <laughs> all I need to know is I'm headed east. And all I have to do today is take one step and I'm one step closer to New York. And so being in that place of feeling and daily right action and celebrating yourself celebrating your milestones and being in a place of gratitude. So
0: these tips are so powerful and food heals nation. If you are listening, go back and write these down because what Heather is talking about is almost to a T what I had to do for two years in grad school. And like it healed so much. It obviously manifested so much and it took time. It's not overnight. Like you said, it's not an affirmation doesn't happen overnight but we can accomplish Sometimes it can. but not usually. Well, right? if you have any examples I would like to know because I want
6: to believe that it can. Maybe not overnight, <laughs> but can be easier than you think. I agree. But I remember being near Runyon Canyon here in Los Angeles and oh, driving yeah. down the street and looking at this street with these big fat beautiful palm trees, this this street that has been photographed for many reality shows that are shot in LA. Mm-hmm. And just thinking god, this is a beautiful street. I was in appreciation and just thinking, this is really, really lovely. And wouldn't it be nice to live on this street? And wouldn't you know it? Two years later, I'm living on that street. Yeah. So that wasn't necessarily an affirmation, but it was certainly like an appreciation. Like, oh, this would be really nice, and I would really like this. That would be really cool from where I'm living now. And it happened. And I see. Th- I feel like because it wasn't so much like this has to happen. Like yeah. I need it to. Ha- I need to live on this street. If you put that kind of constriction on it. It's harder for the universe to deliver that to you, but if you kind of just walk around in appreciation, whether that be for a partner, like you see someone on the street and you're like, oh, that person's really attractive. I like this quality. Or for me, it was real estate. Yeah. <laughs> it was real estate. For sure. Things like that can easily, you know, maybe not overnight. You never know. Sometimes you, never you put know. it out there and, and and things can turn around.
0: Amen, sister. <laughs> Amen, Heather. What advice would you give someone maybe who's listening today or who is thinking about taking Spirit Junkie Masterclass Digital? What would you tell them? I
4: would tell them to tune into their heart because the part of them already knows the answer. If they're questioning whether or not they should do it, there's a part of them deep down that knows. Also being in a place of trusting divine timing because there's a divine timing for everything And I mean, I personally would say, if you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening this whole time, you are being called. (laughs) True, true that. (laughs) If you're still listening, then you are being called to rise up in your own life and find your unique gift and share that with the world because we need more people living their passion and living their purpose and being light workers on the planet and Gabby is an incredible spiritual teacher the spirit junkie masterclass is life changing you know and she will guide you through that process of how to make that transition you know you have to kind of assess are you a jumper or a bridge builder <laughs> like how to build the bridge to start to integrate more and more of what you love to do and if you feel the call to be a part of a global community of just incredible people who are here to make a difference in the world, then I would say jump. Just jump. Trust your intuition, and trust that if you say yes to this journey, that the universe will figure out the how. You might not know how right now. You might not know how to fund it right now. But if you say yes and you show up for yourself and you start taking action, the universe will respond to that and support you to make it happen.
0: That is like the best testimonial I've ever heard, and I should send it to Gappy. You should. <laughs> Seriously, right? It was, yeah, it was so amazing, good. and it's true. Like she's not making it up. Like it's absolutely life transforming. And one thing I I think that. Was a really important takeaway for me was like I kind of went into it like oh this is gonna be so um I don't know what the word is but like woohoo and far out which I I fluffy like. fluffy as yeah. Tony said. yeah and and it's so deep and it gets to the core of what's really holding you back from being who you truly are accepting abundance in your life accepting money for the gifts that you can share with the world and she busts all the myths, helps you break down those blocks, and then actually gives you like really concrete tools. Like besides the fact that like what we're talking about today um, and healing yourself, she also is like, here's what a sales funnel is. Here's how to create a digital course. Here's how to start your so email practical list. business tools. It's practical. Yeah. It's also ethereal. It is all of the above. And for someone like me who needs the practicality, That's why it's so powerful because I'm healing myself. I'm working on my misbeliefs around anything that's holding me back. And then I'm also getting like practical tools that I can go home and go, I'm signing up for this right now. I'm going to build my business with this funnel and all these things that I didn't really know. I mean, I knew a little bit about, but it's just great that it mixes the practical and spiritual. And for a type A like me, I definitely needed (laughs) both. And, you know... Uh
6: no, everybody does. I mean, we're in a, a earthbound world right now and like as spiritual as we may be and as alighted we might be by our passions, like we still, as Heather has talked about, as Gabby has talked about, we still need to pay our bills. We still need to be part of this world. Yeah. yeah. You need both. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, just something more about Gabby, just, I just love her authenticity
4: and her realness. Mm-hmm. She's just so refreshing, you know? And I had been contemplating going to the master class for a couple of years when I found out about her, when I got back to the States. And then it was like, it was the right timing. And I knew like there was just this knowing, okay, now's the time go. And I went and I got so much more than just a mentor and fellow spiritual teacher in Gabby. I gained an entire global community of awesome heart centered, loving, giving, caring individuals, who want to live a miraculous life. And like, who doesn't want that?
0: (laughs) Who doesn't want doesn't want that? Good question.
4: But I just want to say one more thing that I just, it's from the spirit junkie masterclass and it's one of the sutras that Gabby teaches that she lives by as a spiritual teacher and student. And it's the first sutra and that is the work is never about you. Yeah the message is bigger than you. Your purpose is bigger than you. And so, you know, you're doing the world and yourself a disservice by not stepping up into your higher purpose and into your higher calling. And one of the other things that she writes at the beginning is, you know, being a spiritual teacher is a huge responsibility.
0: You're doing the world a disservice by not stepping into your power and being who you're truly meant to be because it is our responsibility. It's not about us. That is the whole point of this. And like, Heather, you- That's are, just like, sh- I i haven't heard it that way. Yeah. It le- it gets rid of all the guilt around selfishness. Yeah. Of, there's a lot of misbelief, right? In, in many people's worldview, and it is cultural and societal, that it is- is selfish to do what we want to do and so it's getting rid of that guilt and going actually what we want to do is probably a part of our higher calling unless what we want to do is drugs or something because that's something else but what we want to do in the world is part of our higher calling to help heal others and to help the world even if it's something that feels selfish like I know not everyone listening to this wants to be a healer or a spiritual coach or a mentor or anything like that it may be that you want to be in a band it may be that you want to be an artist whatever it is that you want to do you Your purpose is somehow going to serve others. So when you feel that call and you don't answer that call, you are doing a disservice to the world. So it's our responsibility to answer that call.
4: And everyone's call looks so different. I mean, you'd be called to bring light to the high school you work in as a janitor. You could be called to change those kids' lives just by being who you are and showing up for those kids with your energy. You could be called to be healing your own wounds and be a light worker in your family or in your life. I mean, everyone's call is so different and so unique. I
6: need to give a shout out to the janitor in my building today, Antonio. Antonio has been working in my condo complex for as long as I've lived there for eight years. Mm -hmm. and he is always happy he is I think he works there six days a week which I don't even think is legal (laughs) but he is there a lot Mm -hmm. and he is always happy a bright light and today I stepped out and I was going to my car and I wasn't feeling particularly chipper and he always is He's, he's always very enthusiastic and he said Susie you look beautiful today
0: Oh, my God. And he stopped
6: my head, and I was just like, thank you, Antonio. That's very sweet. Thank you. And I just was like, you know what? He is bringing light to wherever he is. Yeah. So just like you just said, janitor in a building, whatever. Yeah. He brought light. He brings light every day to where he is. Yes.
4: And, you know, and that is a light worker, ultimately, because how we show up ripples out into the world. And so we get to choose what ripple we want to send out. And so if you want to ripple out light and love... You know, going through a course like this, like going through the Spirit master Masterclass is going to give you the the tools and the understanding and the ability and the community and the support to ripple out light and love instead of what it is that you might be rippling out today, right? Yes,
0: it's so true. And I know that I get obsessed with talking about entrepreneurship and your career and things like that, because I feel like a lot of people are suppressing their gifts. But you guys are absolutely right. It is It doesn't matter about career necessarily, but it is who you're going to be in this world and being authentically who you are, wherever you are.
4: And trust that where you are is exactly where you were meant to be and that you will be guided, honoring that experience every step of the way. Just being in that place, just allow yourself just for this moment to surrender to not know the how, just show up where you're being called, trust that you're exactly where you're meant to be, and really be in a place of honoring and and of gratitude, of openness and receptivity to allow yourself to be guided on this journey, and you will be.
0: I can't think of a more perfect way to wrap this up. Thank you so much, Heather. We love your guidance and your tools and your tips. there. They're just amazing and so imperative to talk about. And so, you can give one last shameless self-promotion. Where can everyone find you online? Follow you, stalk you, all that good stuff.
4: Oh, all right. So, if you want to join the tribe, uh, come on over to my website at Heather Fantine. It's heather and then fantine is spelled dot com. find me on instagram under heather fantine and on facebook as well i do a lot of instagram and facebook and i'm very active in my soul on fire tribe group on facebook so those would be the best ways to connect with me and i'd love to hear from you thank you so much heather you're listening to the food hills
6: podcast make sure to subscribe rate and review us on itunes
0: All right, Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed our interview with Heather. Next up, I'm speaking to Alita McDaniel. She is an intuitive life strategist, culinary artist, and personal trainer. She lost 80 pounds and healed herself of a multitude of chronic diseases. Her story is really incredible. If you want to go back, she's on episodes 43, 65, and 80, so you can hear her wellness journey. But today, she's here to talk about how to make your passion your paycheck. Roll it, Roxy. So Alita, why is it important for us to wake up and do what we love every day? Well, first of all, we want to have a happy life, don't we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to work a job they hate. I guess it was kind of a rhetorical question, but yes, that was awesome. No, no, it's true
3: though. No, let's let's just kind of break that down a little bit. Yeah. I, I remember um, I I used to be in multi level marketing. I've done so many different MLMs, and uh, I was at a conference on one of them, and MJ Durkin was speaking, and he he referred to the word job as just over broke.
0: Yes, that is I remember, good. <laughs> yeah, and I remember when I said
3: that I was I – he said that I was so fired up. I was like, oh, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but, But, you know, but the crazy part is at the time, it didn't translate. Like – most of us, we have this tendency to be like, okay, down with the nine to five, let me escape my nine to five. And this is what modern marketing tells us, right? You've got all these self-proclaimed experts and gurus who are telling you, well, yeah, you can escape the nine to five, buy my package, buy my program, right? Right. But, but, but the problem is, is that we, we don't have the necessary discipline on the inside to self-manage. And the reason why is because we're doing work that we don't like. We're bored. So instead of actually having discipline and excellence in our life, we procrastinate mm-hmm. and we focus on things that don't really support our growth. Mm-hmm. We're, we're stuck in this perpetual state of boredom and lacking inspiration that we end up becoming passive. Mm-hmm. And so the reason why we need to make our passion our paycheck is because we can do greater things with our life and out in the world if we actually lived with passion and purpose. Yes.
0: And there's a lot of people I think that have the idea whether it's from religion or their parents that money is evil so can you talk a little bit about why you need to let go of your your beliefs about money whether it's that it's evil or it's hard to come by or something like that because when you have money you can use it for good you can use it to change lives you can use it to help the world there's nothing good about staying poor
3: oh absolutely you know this is a topic that I, i've been getting asked a lot lately yeah. Um, and and I got into a slightly heated uh, discussion about it on anchor one day.
0: I would love because- to hear you arguing with people in in a heated discussion. <laughs> I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to bring someone on to the regular podcast that's like anti everything we're talking about and hear you take them down. <laughs> <laughs> you know
3: it, it's so funny. Um, you know the podcast that I that I'm working on with my my mentor. He's like, you know, we need to get away from the interview topics and we need to go into full blown debates.
0: Oh my god, you'd be okay. so good. I would never go up against you. I'd be like oh, she's right. You're right. You
3: win. (laughs) (laughs) But so here, so here's the thing. Um, you know, I, 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 when it comes to money, money is one of those things that we are afraid of because we don't understand it. Mm -hmm. The difference between the 1% and the 99 is that the 1% actually leverages their money. Whereas the 99% tries to save it, salvage it, cage it, confine it and restrict it. Yes. Grant Cardone, he says something to the effect of, you know, uh, broke people waste time, rich people buy time. Mm. Right. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there who are solopreneurs. Right. And, and I, I'm self-proclaimed, you know, I'm a solopreneur too. It's, um it's challenging for me to give my work to other people. Mm-hmm. I still battle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, But for me, it's not actually lack of money. It's just, I like the hustle. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people, when they're first starting, they don't see the value in paying somebody else. Mm -hmm. I don't mind paying people. Like I've had employees before. I love paying
0: people to do things that I don't want to do in order to increase my business. It's the only – it brings in – the thing is if you invest in yourself now, it'll bring you more money later. And if you can realize that, your possibilities are endless for you.
3: Exactly. Exactly. But here's the thing. Most people don't have a high level of self-awareness to understand that what they're spending their money on is not helping them live with passion and purpose. Mm -hmm. It's helping them stay stagnant. And get by. Exactly. Just getting by.
0: Yeah. Like, let's buy a few nice things for the house. Let's buy a nice car. But that's all just getting by. Those things don't bring you true joy. They bring you temporary excitement. And then the car is old. And then the things are old. And it's just a rush it's a temporary rush to make things pretty at the moment but let's mm-hmm. invest in ourselves and our talents and our abilities and our passions and then the exactly again the possibilities are endless of what you can do absolutely and how many of those people
3: who are looking for those that that immediate gratification? are also looking for the quick fixes, mm. right? Those are the people who buy those programs, right? I was I was in that that position many years ago too. I was like, "Oh, this program's going to save my life. Oh, this program's going to change my life. Oh, this program's going to make me a lot of money." Right? Quick fixes. Yeah. And and that's human condition. Humans have an aversion to change. We don't want to change who and what we are. So we're going to pay for somebody else to be our scapegoat. Mm. We're going to invest in somebody else to blame <laughs> <laughs> our, our financial struggles on. And and how many people, I don't know outside in the world, but how many Americans are afraid to even open their, their bank account to actually look at what's going on inside of it. Yeah, I know. Right. And so, so here's the thing. When passion becomes your paycheck, you shift your mindset about money. And instead of seeing money as the redheaded stepchild, I I say that lovingly (laughs) because I actually am a redheaded stepchild, but, (laughs) but when you see money, In that kind of bastardized way, it's not going to, to, to grow for you. It's not going to work for you. You have to form a relationship with it by doing something that you love so that the money that you're receiving is in exchange for doing something that you love. And there is nothing, I promise you, there is nothing more gratifying than having somebody actually give you money for what it is that you truly are passionate
0: about. Yeah,
3: and they want
0: to. Think about the things that have value and meaning to you that you actually, like you like paying for. Think about all the things that help you, whether it's if I'm a painter and I pay for my painting classes, I'm paying a teacher. That teacher is as happy to get something in exchange and you're happy to give it to them because you find value in that. There's nothing wrong or shameful or, you know, I don't know. I think people have so many, much, a, so many people have a problem accepting money for their value, for the things that they they can do that they're good at.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's, that's absolutely true. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on a coaching program uh, for new coaches because um, one of the things that I find is something called imposter syndrome. Yes. So many of us suffer from it, regardless of what industry you're in. I actually read an article about uh, web designers suffering from imposter syndrome. Mm. And and here's the thing about imposter syndrome is somewhere deep inside, somebody told us that we weren't good enough, we weren't smart enough, we were unworthy. Right. And when we are first starting out in a new industry, regardless of the amount of passion or talent or skill that we have amassed, we still don't believe that we're going to be accepted. And that is how we treat our money. Mm -hmm. So when we go out and we start sharing our vision, our message, our purpose with people, we go into this comparison mode where we're constantly comparing ourselves to people who are way far ahead of us instead of saying, okay, wait a second, hold on. Where I'm at right now is so much further along than where my clients are and they're paying me for my experience. They're paying me for the years of studying and research and experimentation that I have done. That is what they're paying for. They are paying for for a, a break in the learning curve. And so when we can see that and understand that we are receiving money you know, by giving them our services just as they are receiving services in exchange for giving us money. We can't cut off the giving and receiving cycle. We can't just say, oh, well, and this is ideal with this a lot too. Well, I'm a spiritual healer and, um, you know, it's spiritual show. It shouldn't be free because, you know, money is just, you know, it's, it's for corrupt and greedy politicians and <laughs> right. But, 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 but we can, if, if you have more money, Right? Nonprofit organizations are going to have to raise money somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right? So why not be the person that does such excellent work and provides such an excellent service that you can fund the nonprofit organizations? Yeah. Why not be that? Right? That is so much more powerful because what you're doing is you are reshaping the way the world sees money. Mm the more of us that stand up in that wealth, right? I had this, I had an incredible healing session um, uh, with a lady that I found. And um, during the session, I got this vision of what it would look like to actually have opulent luxury Mm. that was completely eco-friendly and sustainable.
0: Oh, I love that. Who's doing that out there?
3: Nobody, right? Because we believe that luxury and fancy cars are not spiritual, Right. right? right? And so- but, but look at we've got BMW who made the i8, mm-hmm. right? It's one of my favorite cars. I totally want one, <laughs> right? And, and it's electric. Yeah. It's a hybrid. So so my, my point is this, is that if, if we are living our true passion and we truly want to create a better world, we cannot continue to bastardize money and we have to allow ourselves to reframe what being in business truly means and you living your passion doesn't even mean that you have to be in business for yourself i don't i don't even want to preach that because not everybody is cut out to be an entrepreneur that's true right but 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 you living your passion could literally mean you working in as an independent contractor
0: yeah for somebody else. And right? and there's plenty of people who do their nine to five and they might love their nine to five, but they also love making beautiful things that they can then sell on Etsy for an, a side income. And then they're having joy from making the things that they love to make other people wanting to give them money in exchange. Like it's such a great thing that you can do, even if that is not your, the only thing you do, it's something that will bring you joy every day.
3: Exactly. And that is, that is exactly the key.
0: If you wake up first thing in the morning
3: and you say today, passion is going to be my number one objective and I am going to find a way to input and extract passion in every single thing that I do, even if it's having a conversation or a debate or I'm doing something that I'm really not excited about, I'm going to find a way to be passionate and I'm going to be excellent in this what you are going to find is your life begins to shift. Things begin to change and opportunities begin to come to you that didn't exist before. Um, I was in the, when I was in the culinary industry for a very brief period of time, I kept getting recruited by better and better jobs. In only two and a half years, I worked at uh, one, two, three, four different places, technically five in the two and a half years, because I kept getting recruited. And in that final job, I literally was where I had I had made I had made it to to my dream career, and was designing menus for a medical wellness program in just two and a half years because I was living with passion. Yeah, I knew people that I worked with in the culinary industry who were coming in day in and day out bored with their job. Yeah hating life, complaining that they weren't getting promotions, complaining that they weren't getting raises. And here I was getting them right and left. Mm-hmm.
0: Because you it's, were enjoying yourself. You were passionate. You were happy. You were bringing joy and goodness to the table. And thus, that was coming back to you.
3: Exactly. How, you know, you look at a child, right? A child from start to finish is living in passion. Mm-hmm. And we're the ones telling them, hey, you know what? Chill out. he chill out. Why? Why should I chill out? I'm a I'm a grown-ass woman now, <laughs> and I have gone back to living with that much passion. Because at the end of the day when I look at myself in the mirror, if I if I have to answer to myself in the at, at the end of the day in the mirror, right? If I'm washing my face and I'm brushing my teeth and I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like, "Man, you were a bitch today." <laughs> I don't want to have to admit that to myself, right? Right,
0: right because
3: I'm the one who chose that. But if at the end of the day, I look at myself and I was like, man, I made today an incredible day. That was amazing. Did you see that? Oh my God. I saw that. Oh, you were there too. Oh, it was amazing. (laughs) Right. It's a totally different feeling. And when you go to bed at night, instead of feeling overwhelmed and exhausted by the crap that you fed yourself, you're going to bed full. Yes. Yes. And you sleep better, your life is better, you're healthier, your mentality is different, and you begin to attract and manifest different experiences that match that passion.
0: So beautifully said. So can you give us an example of how you start your day to like get this passion and positivity going right from the beginning? Absolutely. I do not let myself get out
3: of bed until I have imagined greatness in my day.
0: Wow, that's great. I love that.
3: Yeah. And so, um, You know, I... on occasion, I will actually wake up and I'll be like, okay, spirit, what is the message that you want me to know for today? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes it's that, uh, sometimes it'll be, um, what's the message that you want me to teach others today? Obviously it, it usually comes forward in my own lesson. Uh, so it's, it's something that I have to learn before I teach. Oh,
0: that's interesting. Um, sometimes they're like, <laughs> guess what? Here you go. And you're like, oh man,
3: <laughs> um, you know, but, but I've learned all, you know, obviously to listen, because if I don't listen immediately, then, you know, the, the rocks, the, the pebbles turn into rocks and then they turn into bricks and then it's a House dropped on your head, mm-hmm. and so that's we all know that's not fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but but usually, what I do is is as I lay in bed and I keep my eyes closed and I, I I imagine what I want my day to be, even if I don't think about the tasks that I have to do. Because I used to focus on that, and I'm like, oh, I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and I've got to do this, and then I start stressing out. Instead, I actually see myself achieving my goal, like you did with with your book, with your book deal. I imagine myself having already achieved my goal and how good that feels and who I am in that place of having already achieved that goal. Cause I know it's going to be something different than I am currently in the moment. Right. And so before I step out of bed, I've already put myself in a place of achievement and I act upon that future self rather than on the current self. And so how I structure my day, how I approach my day is based on that future self rather than my current self. So I'm constantly striving. I'm constantly uh, calibrating my thoughts and my actions and my habits according to that future
0: self. I love it. It's act as if. Act as if you already have it and spirit has created it for you. It's on its way. Yes. And you just have to believe it. I think the hardest part for a lot of people is the belief and the trust. And so all you have to do is just keep telling yourself every day what you want keep trusting and believing that it is yours. And another thing that I think is great that I learned is when I was non-trusting of the universe that, because I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, always creating businesses, many that have failed, many that have luckily succeeded, and then some that have succeeded, and then I go, I don't want to do this anymore. And so what I do is when I'm ready to create something new, I look back and I remember the times when I was successful. And therefore, I know that it's possible That's a fact. Right. And so I can't say this isn't going to work. All I can say is this is absolutely going to work. It's worked before. It'll work again. And it's a simple thing. But when you look back and appreciate what you've been able to achieve, then you know that you can have it. Now, let's say you haven't had that experience of achieving something similar yet. Look at other people's examples. Maybe you're going to be the biggest, most empowered speaker in the world. Maybe you're not. It doesn't matter. You're going to be you. And you're going to have your own group of followers that want to listen to you over the other gurus or whatever they're called out there. Yeah. So if you can think of examples of when it's been done in the past, whether you did it or someone else did it, you know it's then possible. Anything that is possible for someone else is possible for you. There's no difference. Mm
3: Mm-hmm. And, you know, to add to that, I, I completely, totally agree with everything that you're saying. You know, it, it really just, it always boils down to self-awareness. You know, we have to understand who and what we are at the fundamental core. You know, um, I, I think that it's, it's, it, it's so important to, to stress the point that you are given a gift of passion, not to keep to yourself, but to share with the world,
0: Yes. And you are doing the world a disservice when you hold that passion inside of you and it eats away at you and you think about it and you don't do it. You're doing the world a disservice. The world needs your gifts. That's why they were given to you. Exactly. And and while so many people have this, this deeply
3: rooted fear of charging for their service, I, I, I say to them, wait a second, hold on what if just explore this idea with me for just one minute what if there's a possibility that by some chance you were given this gift to create a career to make a life out of right what if by some chance that passion that you were gifted with was meant to change the world absolutely why why would you hold it back why would you prevent yourself from exploring the possibility that you just being you just being 100% authentic could change the lives of those around you. And think about it like this. Who are we to say universe? I'm sorry. I don't want that much money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, I don't. I don't really need that much. I just need a little bit. And the universe is saying, wait a second, hold on. I've given you such an incredible gift. I want you to go share it. And in exchange for that, I'm going to show you a life of greatness. Who are we to deny that gift? Yes. Right? If we are giving and receiving constantly day in and day out, why would we prevent ourselves from receiving that level of abundance? It's it it's just mind-boggling. Yeah,
0: I love it. Thank you so much Alita. Food Heals Nation, you too can make your passion your paycheck. At least live in your passion. At least demand more money for whatever it is you're doing. You deserve it. So Alita, where can everyone find you online and take your classes and coach with you? Uh, If you have any questions or you'd like to
3: schedule a consultation, you can find me, Alita, at alitamcdaniel.com. Love it. Thank you. Thank you.
0: All right, Food Heals Nation. I hope you enjoyed this episode about creating influence, impact, and income by sharing your wellness journey. And if you want to take this concept to the next level and start implementing these practices into your life, then Spirit Junkie Masterclass can help you just like it helped me. Spirit Junkie Masterclass helped me overcome my trauma, reframe my beliefs, get off the damn couch, and start building a business and a life of my dreams. And now it can help you build yours. When I took the course, I had no idea the transformation. That was about to occur. You know, it's like one of the things that I really learned in the course is that healing the trauma of my past was not just an item to be checked off my to do list, but was actually an ongoing process of love and growth. It's a practice. I learned that I could be anything I want in this world, just like my parents taught me when I was young, but you know. It's like we forget. It's like all of that when we grow up and become grownups gets beaten out of us that we can't do anything we want because we have to go on a certain course. And that's not true. That's a misbelief that I had to let go of. And I bet you have some misbeliefs too, you know, whether it's around money or career or what you're supposed to do. I learned that every time that I took action steps to be more authentically who I was and what I wanted to do, what I wanted to share in the world, the universe conspired to meet me. So it's like I can take action towards what I want, and if it's aligned for me, then it starts to happen naturally. But if I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix and dreaming about it, right, nothing's going to happen. And so... Her course is really about taking those spiritually aligned action steps, and I think that's something that was kind of missing in my original thoughts around manifestation, where you dream it and then it just arrives. It's like, no, you co-create, right? Co-create with spirit, co-create with the universe. And so as I'm releasing these blocks and the past trauma that's holding me back from living, you know, my full potential, my dreams, I was fully able to step into my power. And I'm still stepping, Food Heals Nation, like I said, it's still a process, it's a practice, but I'm fully stepping into my power as a podcaster a speaker, a retreat leader, an author, all of the things that I was dreaming of are now coming true. And since taking Spirit Junkie Masterclass, I've literally been invited to speak internationally at multiple conferences and events. They've taken me to incredible places like Australia, Ireland, and France. The podcast is getting major press coverage and notoriety. In 2017 and 2018, I was named an icon of influence. In 2019, I was named a movement maker. Now I'm leading retreats in Italy. And one of my dreams just most recently came true that I've been working on for over five years when I got to see my film play, Powered by Plants. It played at the French Riviera Fest during the Cannes Film Festival. And I got to see it play for an audience in a theater. What an incredible moment. It was something that I, had been only dreaming about, you know, and I finally started taking those action steps and finishing the damn film. But right now, since we're on the festival route, I can't put it online, but I will let you know when I can because I'm really proud of it. Anyways, I am now living the life that I was dreaming about living just a few short years ago. Taking the course was a leap of faith and it turned out to be one of the greatest leaps I've ever taken. I believe that Spirit Junkie Masterclass has the power to completely change your life in all areas where you feel stuck or scared or just not there yet. My message, Food Heals Nation, is wherever you want to go, whoever you want to be, you will get there. You will become that person. And I believe that Spirit Junkie Masterclass will give you the tools that you need to do so. So let me know if you wanna take the leap. There's a no risk because Gabby offers a no questions asked, generous money back guarantee if you decide the course isn't right for you. And just remember, Food Heals Nation, when you decide to show up for your dreams, miracles can happen fast. So sign up now to get Spirit Junkie Masterclass plus all the bonuses I mentioned earlier at Spirit Junkie Nation.